Hey, I just want to take a quick second before this starts to say thank you so much for listening to me. It means a lot that you're taking even a minute out of your day to come and listen to me talk, rant, do, say whatever I want, because at the end of the day, I love storytelling. I'm an actor, and this is my favorite, favorite thing to do is just talk to people. Sometimes I'm a little bit lopsided in the head, and sometimes I have a perfect list of what I'm going to speak about. This episode was not a perfect list. It started with a couple drop points, wound up ranting for over half an hour, and with that, talks about how when I learned Spanish and taught myself Spanish, I accidentally kind of cured my anxiety just a couple months after some kind of heavy diagnoses from the doctor. So, please sit back, enjoy, thanks for listening, thanks for hanging out, have yourselves a lovely day. I recorded this a couple days ago, but I'll be uploading it today on Saturday, so have a great Saturday. Have a chill Sunday and have a good week next week. Thanks again. My name is Sam. Welcome back to Half Decent. And today I'm going to talk about how I basically cured my anxiety by teaching myself Spanish for an entire year. And I'm not really kidding either. This is exactly what happened. I had just moved back from Vancouver to Calgary and I had no plan. I had made so many mistakes. This is, the move itself back to Calgary is its own complete story. But basically, I was going through the shits. Absolutely wringing my own neck dry just to get out of bed every morning. I don't know how else to put it. I had also just gotten, and I don't like saying diagnosed because got it that's just i don't think mental health needs to be diagnosed like that because a a mindset is is a phase it's a chapter but that's what this entire thing is about but i have just been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder along with uh major depressive disorder so i i wasn't sure what to do with myself and i was honestly getting quite scared um I was trying a couple medications, but that sort of thing didn't really work with me as well as just, you know, mindset techniques and that sort of thing. So I just wound up smoking a lot of weed to avoid my problems. And that was not, not the way to go about it. And I'm, I don't think weed is a bad thing. I think that there are many ways that I even use it to help me and help me be creative and motivated and inspired and use it as a how do I put it uh its own separate form of idea making rather than a crutch to other things in your life that's what I think the benefits of cannabis of cannabis can be um but I moved back and I had a night of clarity because I went out and had way too many drinks with my friends in May 2021 and I I was up all night, too much caffeine, too much booze, and the thoughts just rolled in. And it was like the thoughts that you don't want to have, but in my sake or case, I hadn't accepted the actual reality around me, nor had I made any plans for myself since moving back to Calgary. So it was a moment of clarity and anxiety that needed to happen, but I also wouldn't wish it upon anybody else in the world. I wound up not sleeping for about two days. It was horrible absolutely terrible it felt like there was a hole in my stomach that i just could not could not close or fill with anything in the world 
I missed Jose more than anything. I had spent basically every waking moment with this fella for, like I said, two years because we went to school together, we were together together, and we just, we were in a pandemic together. I, God, I missed him, and I missed my life back in Vancouver. I hadn't lived in Calgary in about three years. So I decided to go back to therapy and doctors and, and, and that sort of thing, and I realized that I had a, a pretty bad habit of letting myself have false hope. And I don't think hope is a bad thing. I think that hope is a crutch. And I think that hope is a necessary crutch for just like life in general, the basic human condition to both, to quote Mark Manson. Um, but it was, it was like a trigger these couple nights that just reintroduced me to the idea that everything I'm unhappy with in my life is truly my fault and my fault only. And that's something that we're always told, something that we're told from like literally kindergarten that we can do anything we want and anything that happens in our life we is up to us to change. It's, it's, it's up to us if we want to change the mindset. And like we said, and like we learned and said, we can't change a situation we can change how we think of a situation and it's cheesy but it's true and after these official I'm using air quotes to say diagnoses I couldn't also tell you how many times the ADHD testing came back into play and was brought up multiple 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 times throughout like those weeks and not to mention when I was younger it was also brought up a lot but it also wasn't really the sort of thing that uh, me and my family gave much uh, thought to whether or not that was the right thing it, it it wasn't but we didn't know that either we thought we were doing the right thing anywho I wasn't fully on board with the whole major depressive disorder thing because I knew myself to go through these spurs of downs and sometimes they were super scary and sometimes they weren't too bad but I knew that I always always felt better if I got into a routine of something new something that I could be excited about that would lead to something but nothing that was too difficult if that makes any sense so a lot of the time people will go by like I don't know a new set of face cream and wash and start a new skin routine or maybe they'll go change up their workout or start going to a yoga class or something change in their routine that will eventually result in something positive and I was like okay what is the absolute simplest thing I can do right now and I was not in the mood to go back to the gym and I don't even think they were open yet if I remember properly so I began meditating it was it was great I also got a couple different ADHD medications that I was trying and I, I still do have one, one that I do not take every single day, but but I do I do have on hand in case I'm having a down day or a day that I yeah, just cannot seem to get my head on properly. Then I came to the idea of learning Spanish because I've always wanted to. I took it in school for like years. And I cheated my way through half of it, so I didn't actually know how to even ask to go to the bathroom. But I had just lived with a Mexican for two years, didn't actually learn Spanish, had every chance in the world to, and all I really wanted to do was see this guy again. 
and that's great and all, but but what what else could I do? Because I I could book a flight, I could go work and do that, but there wasn't a whole lot of like working towards something, not something I could incorporate into a habit. So I was like, okay, let's learn Spanish. We got this. We got this. And I I wound up booking a trip to come at the end of yeah the end of July 2021 because. It was a couple days before my birthday that I wound up leaving. But I gave myself, I want to say, about two months to get, like, a good grasp of it. So I did. And I downloaded the app Duolingo. This isn't sponsored or anything, but honestly, wow. It was, it was great. Like, a great app to learn Spanish because it worked. What I do remember is that they only had, like, Spain Spanish, European Spanish on the app to learn, which isn't a big deal because it is the same language, but they do have a couple different phrases that they don't have in Mexico. And the trip I was taking to Mexico City was going to be for about three and a half, four weeks. So I was gosh darn pumped. And then, yeah, I went for my 21st birthday, which was incredible. They put on an absolute phenomenal show for me. I don't know how else to put it. It was great. But I wound up going. And then I was invited to come back again in March to attend a wedding. So this was July 2021 and I was invited to come back in March 2022. So I say a year, not quite, but I was at that moment the general manager of a store, of a retail store. And since I'm in Canada and it's legal and you already know what my habits were, are currently and back then and have changed. Stop defending yourself, Sam. I was a cannabis store, retail cannabis store manager. And it was great. God, it was like actually the best job ever. I was learning so much, super into cannabis, into how many different ways it can help people. And like I said, I love it if you're not using it as a crutch. As long as it's not a crutch, then it's some of the greatest thing that ever, some of the greatest stuff that has ever grown on this planet. Um, And I developed a system while being the manager because my store wasn't too busy unfortunately and at the end of the day while I was in Mexico on this trip it did close down while I was gone but it wasn't too busy and like I said it was a great job and I had some great employees and co-workers so I got a lot of time to just kind of hang out read a book do some studying and be there for the store and customers it was awesome Um, And my days off, I would do the same thing, but at the library. And the system that I had involved two different colored pens and two different notebooks and Apple podcasts. That was it. That was my entire system. And I wanted to keep it simple because I wanted to be able to do this little thing that I was looking forward to easily all the time. So that's all I needed. And I just made sure I didn't have many distractions besides the customers in the store. And I did wind up working like five or six days a week, so pretty much all this is going to be referring to being at the store, but yeah, sometimes it was the library too. So I made this stress myself out thing every morning because I woke up with anxiety, as you can probably imagine, and always, always, always just let my brain go straight to the fact of, oh, I hope I learned enough Spanish today. Because worst case scenario, I was stressing about something that was truly a goal. And not that that's a good thing, but if I was going to be stressing about something, it might as well be something that, if I accomplish this stress, will help me move forward. And if I don't accomplish this stress, it won't actually affect me in a negative way. 
So it was great, and that was what I did. Every single morning I would wake up, and when I would start feeling or having anxiety, or anything of, of that sort of feeling, hopeless down, whatever it was, I would just direct it into, uh, this is this feeling is because I might not have enough time today to, to get an entire podcast episode of this and study properly. And I would just keep telling myself that, whether or not it was true. And unless there was a tangible stress that I could wake up and say, oh shit, it snowed a lot today and now I'm stressed out because the roads are going to be scary. Unless it was super tangible like that, then I would just tell myself it was about that, about learning Spanish. And it worked. So, I would listen to the podcast. And the podcast is Coffee Break Espanol. And same thing, it was Spain, European Spanish for the most part. But, I would take as many notes as possible. And this is how I would do it. I would listen to one episode... Uh, I, I want to say they're like half an hour, maybe sometimes like upwards of an hour. But they have so many, and they're so good. They were, they were the best. I was a little bit over Duolingo. I realized I was kind of plateauing there. So, this worked well. And I would listen to one podcast, and I wouldn't let myself pause it. And I would just power through my notebook, one of the notebooks, with two different colored pens. And in English, I would use one color. And in Spanish, I would use another color. And I would just take as many notes as I could. And if I, like I said, if I was writing in English, it was, uh, let's say, blue. And if it was writing in Spanish, I'd write in red or something like that. And then, after the episode finished, and I definitely wouldn't get all the notes, not everything I wanted to, I would take that, all of those notes and I would transcribe what I could properly into a good notebook, a properly good notebook while listening to the episode again. Color coordinated, neat, pretty, no scratches, or like tried not to, and everything like that. And then I would not let myself again listen to it. I was allowed to listen to each episode twice, take the notes twice, and then move on. And that's because I knew every episode that followed this, this isn't a promotion for this podcast either, but like, I'm definitely gonna link them. They're like the best. I just wouldn't let myself listen to it again. And I would move on to the next one because every time you would move on to another episode, especially with something like learning a language, but I think pretty much learning anything, you're gonna eventually have to stack everything you've learned. Like this comes down to math too. And the problem with math though is that if you get behind or if you fucking miss something, then you've gotta figure it out in that moment. When it comes to learning a language, you just don't. You simply don't. You're allowed to mess up some words. The point of learning a language isn't to be perfect at it. It's to be able to communicate to other people around the world. So I wouldn't let myself get hung up on it. I would let myself stress out about taking these notes while listening to the episode. And then I would make myself let it go at the end of each one. And I just did that every single day, probably five, six days a week from August when I got back in 2021 all the way up until i remember still doing it at the airport during my layover in vancouver back to mexico city just taking those notes listening to the podcast and and doing it because i loved it it became its own meditation for me i I wasn't really meditating at all and whether or not that's good or bad i'm not too sure as long as you're doing some form of meditation that keeps you in your breath then i think that that's all right And it felt like a meditation every single day. And this is where I started to kind of challenge myself more. It's when I realized that I still wanted to learn some Spanish, 
when I wasn't in the mood to do all the note taking and all of that. And uh, that's when I started practicing with like listening to TV shows and, and different music and artists and, and things like that. But what I would then do after a few months of this strategy is the notes that I realized I really didn't absorb as much information as I wanted to or as many words or sentences, phrases, etc, etc, etc. These moments where I wasn't invested in taking notes in my color-coordinated notebooks and shit like that, I would go back to those episodes and in my free time when I was just hanging out in bed, having a coffee or like whatever the heck I was doing, that's when I would just kind of put it on in the background and speak out loud to myself. And it really became this habitual thing. And I don't know, it's really hard to explain because, yeah, learning a language is fucking difficult and you do have to commit to it, but it just wasn't difficult anymore. And I know everyone says this about the things that they do, but it was just part of my daily routine. And it stayed like that up until that trip to Mexico. I would just let myself not remember what I learned. Then I would go back and listen to them. And then I would eventually just remember it. And I know now, even the entire time, there were phrases that I was trying to get right for months and I just couldn't do. And then all of a sudden, just down the road one day, I would casually use it in a sentence because my brain had learned it, but my anxiety was always taking over and I was trying to learn it because it was used to not remembering things. And your brain is strange. It's like, I think everybody has a photographic memory I just think that some people learned how to access it and the rest of us didn't or don't like some people can wiggle their ears other people literally have no idea how to use those muscles I don't think it's too different than that I think that's what a photographic memory is I think that someone can train himself I don't know I don't know if that's a side note though this one hour practice though that I honestly refined into my laziest way of being productive every day subconsciously became the reason I woke up and I got ready every single day and sure enough from August till March I became fluent enough in Spanish to confidently like fucking sit down and gossip with some Mexicans the family members I could I was downloading this app uh what was it called it's called hello talk And you can just talk to people around the world, send voice notes, you can video chat, you can text, whatever you want, set up your little profile and you just make your description like, oh, I'm trying to learn this language and I fluently speak these languages, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It was great. And it was such a distraction and took so much of my brain's energy on a daily basis that I didn't even realize it was doing. I just enjoyed doing it after a few months that the only sense of like internal anxiety that I even had only came down to really learning Spanish or things that were tangible around me. Things that, and by tangible, I mean like immediate dangers. And I'm using quotation marks again because like not everything is an immediate danger that stresses you out. The fact that I have like, I don't even know, some garbage over on my table over there that's stressing me out but i know that after this i'll just go take care of it see immediate tangible stress i can acknowledge it but when you're standing in the mirror and looking in there and like oh my god it's just because i got diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder that's bullshit because you're just gonna like you're just gonna accept that that's how you feel no why no that's stupid it's stupid honestly so and I, I don't want to offend anyone, but I've, I've been on the medications. I've done all that. And I don't 
I don't think that the diagnosis itself is stupid. I think that it's necessary. I think that sitting there and, and being told that you do have to accept it and that it's just kind of something you're going to deal with, that's stupid. That's so stupid because I thought that and then I kind of forgot about it because I, what I thought was a joke of telling myself this is about Spanish every single day just became the way my brain worked and the way my brain thought about it every single day. And if we're being honest, it's really hard to get super stressed out to the point of a panic attack if it's about something like learning Spanish because the only person holding, like there's no one holding you accountable besides yourself. So it was amazing. And once I arrived, this sense of accomplishment, I can't even describe. It was amazing. I was stressing out on the plane a bit because I was, I really wanted this to be perfect. And I told myself before this trip, I had said a few months ago on the phone to Jose that I'm going to be able to have a conversation with your abuela during lunch and I'm not gonna look at you for help. I won't look at anyone in your family and I'm just gonna be able to do it. Even if it's small, even if it's just a sentence or two, I'm gonna be able to have a conversation and we're gonna be able to understand each other. And then finally, it happened, it took place. And it felt like the first time I ever fucking achieved anything in my entire life. And we were just sitting there eating, I wanna say cantaloupe and maybe a cup of coffee and the euphoria that filled my body was higher than any zipline I've been on over any forest or out of any time I've gone paragliding, out of any time I've met a celebrity, been to the Modern Family cast party, all of these, all of these things, they came to my mind all in one moment and the only thing I could feel was happiness over the fact, holy shit, I can speak so many more people right now than I've ever been able to. Holy shit, I achieved this. And I am the only person that really cares. I mean, other people are proud of me, but I am the only person that ever actually cared about it. And oh my God, here I am. Here I am making this podcast as if you do care about it. But even still, only I truly care about it in the way that I want to. Only I care about it in the way that can make me happy or proud. And I was so happy, I needed a moment. I almost pissed my pants. I was like, oh, once I gotta go to the bathroom, I, probably to check myself and make sure I didn't like spiral into some manic God complex. And also high five myself in the goddamn mirror because holy shit, it was, it was amazing. And I don't know, it was, I can't even think of it, another experience. I'm sure I've had them since then. But right now we've been talking about it. It's giving me goosebumps. It was my idea. Nobody held me accountable. I did the work when I didn't feel like it. And I had a clear, clear mark of when I achieved my goal, which was telling his grandma or uh, talking to his grandma, his abuela. And mostly out of everything, I think it was the why. And it was because I wanted to be able to speak to other people I love in their native language. I wanted to be able to have conversations with people I genuinely care about in their way of speaking, in their comfort zone, if that makes any sense. 
I had a why that wasn't about me. And that was the biggest thing. That was by far the biggest thing. There's no way I would have committed to this in the way that I did if the why was only about me. Because when you make something only about yourself, you give yourself leeway. You realize very easily whether or not anyone is going to be affected if you do or do not do this. That's why I think going to the gym and having a proper exercise routine for a lot of people is so difficult. That's why I think maintaining just any sort of daily exercise is easier than coming up with, uh, I call it a gym rat routine. Because if you are a gym rat and going to the gym is your vibe, then I'm sure that that's easy. I'm sure that that's something that you look forward to and love every single day. But if you're not a gym rat, then having a gym rat routine, and by that I mean like a straight up plan, can be really difficult and challenging because if you don't have a coach or you don't have a motivator on the side or you don't have anyone that is going to be affected by whether or not you achieve this goal, besides yourself, it can be hard to stay as motivated and and staying self-motivated is is its own complete category i i still listen to mel robbins like audiobook i want to say four or five times now god i love her she's the best but that's why i think it's so hard to do things that only motivate yourself and if your why about any of your goals has to do with other people and achieving that thing makes other people's lives easier or makes i don't know doesn't stress you out also if you don't achieve it like doesn't affect you in a direct negative way if you do not achieve this goal that's what makes dreams happen that's what makes everything work i hope that all of this made sense and was tangible i know it's sort of a rant rather than following any sort of plan i wrote down a plan when i started talking but i definitely strayed from it i don't even know where that i don't even know what page i'd be on at this point but that's why and i'm not gonna lie to you after I was there for a few weeks, I kind of sort of crashed. Like the dopamine left my system. I knew I was able to speak Spanish now in a way that I was proud of myself for, but I had no other plans for myself. I was only focused on learning Spanish for an entire year almost. And I was proud of myself. Like you heard what I said before, I was so excited and I was so happy, but we did some crazy awesome things in Mexico City as well. That trip involving the wedding. We were front row at a Coldplay concert. I got a tattoo of an owl on my arm that I helped design myself and took like seven hours. And the artist drew it and he came up with the whole thing. But like, you know what I mean? It was great. I did some awesome things. But the last three weeks of that two month-ish trip were a downhill spiral in my own head. and. It was really strange because I was still in Mexico, still on this awesome vacation, still with the people that I love. And I was just so sad. I did not want to go back to Calgary. I did not want to come back here. And that's normal for any vacation, but this was different. This was downhill. And thankfully, Jose Miguel booked a trip to come back with me and he hung out here for three weeks-ish. Yeah, about that, almost maybe a month. Uh, over his birthday and it was it was great however it was also just another band-aid over the again dopamine leak in my head that's what i want that's what i'm gonna call it a dopamine leak when it just 
You should have a dopamine drip, never a leak. You should be dripping it in your own head, never be leaking out of it. And it only starts leaking when you filled it up too much in the first place. When you have too much of something and it's leaking, it doesn't feel good. So yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. And I, I didn't know what to do and it lasted for months after he left. Like completely, totally months. My store was gone, so that was different. I had to get a job serving, which I love. I love serving and serving food. I, I can make myself in a good mood while I'm doing that, even if I'm having a bad day. I love it. But the goals were not clear, they're gone. I was, I still am in quite a bit of debt because all I could really think of was, I'll just keep buying things. I'll just keep going out. I'll just buy stuff. Buying things makes me happy. And I'm not addicted to buying things. I do not have a shopping addiction, but it was the only thing that I could really think of. And now I'm in debt over it, so that's annoying. And by that, I literally just mean like food. Oh, yeah, I'll buy that expensive cookie. Why not? I'll, yeah, I'll get food at work instead of just going home for dinner. I'll do this. And with that too, with the buying of food, it was, it played a terrible toll on my mental health as well because I, to begin with, don't have the best relationship with food as I grew up as quite a funny large looking kid. <laughs> that aside, I was a happy great kid, but I didn't have a great relationship with food even from a young age. So that wasn't the best thing for my mental health either and it all related to each other and I didn't know what to do until a couple months ago. And now we're in a new year and I decided that I was doing this podcast and all that. So I decided I was going to make make a podcast right now about my mission of goals and how it started with Spanish for me. And now that we're on, what is it today? The 8th? The 6th. January 6th. I'm going to redo my little, my little goal board here. And I'll tell you why it's so important as I do it. And my goal board, what it is. It is simply just a short, a mid, and a long-term goal list. And you're gonna be like, Sam, that's fucking stupid. We did that a couple times in elementary, junior high. But it's not stupid. It is something you can look at when you when you don't know what to do with your head, when you can't even like sit down and catch your breath, or when, you don't, when you're not in the mood to do anything and you're too tired to think about what you wanna do and you just wanna turn on TV. This little board is something you can look at and just remind yourself of how easy some things can be by having a short, a mid, and a long-term goal. And then beneath it, you have two things. A why and an I'll know when. It's easy, it's so easy, and it's for yourself. Like, don't make this a task. If you don't wanna do it, then don't fucking do it. But, like, if you want to do it, trust me, it makes your life easier. If you're in the mood to do it, do it. If you're not, Please don't, but I'll do it with you right now. Okay, so first we have my short-term goals. So a diet and fitness routine that I enjoy. That's my short-term goal. And then underneath it, the why? Because I want to live until I'm 100 years old. Easy, simple. And then number two, I'll know when I poop good for three days straight. That's the truth. I don't know about you, but I know I'm eating good, exercising well, and getting a good night's sleep if three days in a row I have a good poop. And I also know that that's been, for at least a year now, borderline fucking impossible. Like literally impossible. It's hard for me to have just one day of good poops. Honestly, it's like I don't poop and then 
I will have a good day of like, oh, that's good. Then the next day is shit. It's just not good. No pun intended. It sucks. It's just a, not a good one. You know what I mean? And then the day after that, maybe I don't poop again. It's like, it's like I get my hopes up over and over again, but I never can keep it a good enough fitness and diet going long enough like that I enjoy, you know, to keep it going. So my short-term goal is develop one is to develop one that I like and like that is good for me, you know. And I feel like I'm almost there because now I'm going on two days. I feel like I've almost hit three days. So I'm almost there with that. And now my midterm goal, save money. And why? Because financial freedom is awesome. It's fucking awesome. Like buying whatever you want is awesome. It's great. But you can't do that if you don't save money. Or at least I can't. I'll know when, but probably when my credit card is paid off and my trip to Australia down the road is also paid off. Um, yeah, I'm going to be moving there later, but that's another story. So when both of those things are paid off, I'll feel like I've saved money and hit my midterm goal. And then here's the long one. And this is cool because underneath that, you only need a why. The I'll know when should be obvious. That's why it's a long-term goal. And that's make a career for myself with acting and podcasting. Why? because they feel like dreams not jobs and i'll know when i just wrote lol because i think i'll just know when i'm hoping at least i'll know when when i can settle into my house hopefully when i have a honey and i'm paying for it because i'm the new leonardo dicaprio perhaps like we're just spitballing ideas here you know so Thanks for listening to me. I feel like this was my own personal one-on-one therapy session with you. And I'm glad we did it. My dog, Sandy, also just hung out on my bed beside me right now while I did it. So that's pretty chill. Have yourselves a good day. Happy New Year. Thanks for hanging out. Have yourselves at least a half-decent day, if not a perfect, awesome, amazing one. And when you're in the mood, write this little board. I wrote it on this little canvas that I bought at Walmart for about 50 cents a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. I wrote it with a Sharpie marker and it, it's not really neat. It's funny because while I was writing it, it felt like maybe there was a camera. There's no camera. That's why this is a podcast and I, I like, I love podcasting. Oh, oh, someone's home. I gotta go. I love podcasting because it's like acting, but I don't have to be on camera and look at myself, you know? It's, it's great. It's like I'm storytelling minus the like visual. So thanks again. Thanks for hanging out. Good luck with your goals. Bye-bye.